Alright, welcome back to the Kahaleola Massage Podcast. This is Aaron. Sorry it's taking a little while to do a podcast, but this is going to be actually my third or fourth time trying to record. And I'm not even sure what the specific topic is or what direction this podcast is going to go in. You know, following George Floyd's death at the hands of the four police officers in Minnesota and the subsequent protests that have risen up across the U.S. and the world, the information that's coming in from all angles, from all perspectives, is a lot to take. So, you know, like in the past couple weeks, I've tried to pay close attention to the issues at hand, what's going on. On top of the fact that we're having this coronavirus, we in Hawaii are trying to reopen for the people make some money, take care of our own bills, the day-to-day life to survive. I've really had trouble sleeping the last week because my mind just kept racing. Maybe it's just I was so flooded with these scenes of protests devolve into riots. It's distressing to think that the United States can devolve into what could possibly turn into a civil war. It's hard to believe that we have been locked in our homes for three months and some of us haven't been able to work or work as much as we wanted to and we need we need to try to make ends meet. You see a lot of people just are unaffected. The top 1% or the government in general where they can sit back in their cushy homes and They'll protest by not going into work, you know, for the people or whatever. And, you know, you see Major League Baseball having to figure out how to disperse their billions of dollars amongst the players. Who's right and who's wrong? Is it players that are wrong for not taking less and having to compromise even more? Is it the owners who take the hit? Are they really even taking a hit? You know, they're not opening their books either. It's all this stuff. And there is no getting away from any of these issues, whether it be on the radio, on television, social media, YouTube, you know, you have to deal with them. I guess for me with this podcast, letting you know the things that are on my mind, you know, right off the bat, let's be very clear on this. Since this is very much of a hot button issue, do I believe that George Floyd was murdered by the police? Yes. My only fear is that If he is overcharged, because a lot of people want him to be charged with first degree murder and he wants, they want the other three cops to be charged with second. If you overcharge, they're going to get off. I cannot imagine the carnage that happens. You got to think after the Rodney King trial, they burned down Los Angeles pretty good. Put that across the country times all 50 states. And I'm scared for that. The hope is that the system is fair and just, that a trial is carried out without bias in favor of the police. Perhaps because they are police that they should be held to a higher standard. Do I believe in the Black Lives Matter movement? Yes. You know, the issue that people now come up with, you know, like when they say, do all lives matter? Yes, all lives matter, blah, 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 blah. But the issue has been brought up by the African-American community, and we need to address those issues that are inherent to the system. Should there be protests? Hell yes. That's like our First Amendment rights in the United States. Should they devolve into riots and looting and stealing? No. 
no, they shouldn't. Because the message now becomes about the looters and the people who steal. You know, when I'm watching the reports on TV, it's not black people only running into the stores. There's a bunch of white people. It's Hispanic people. Some Asian people are in there. And I give a lot of credit to those peaceful protesters that are going to stand there and fear the threat of being hurt by these people who just want to take advantage of the situation. Does the system need to be changed? Yes. As we've learned through a lot of these shows and whatever, police were to catch the slaves in the South. So the system is already biased against the African-American community. So it needs to change. It needs restructuring. The police are not trained to handle all these mental health issues, housing, homelessness. Like they said, their job is so broad now that it's difficult for them to do their job. Should the police be abolished? No, not at all. There should be some taken off their plate so that they aren't as taxed or overutilized. Police should be better trained. There should be testing to weed out candidates that should not be police officers. And there should be greater accountability through legislation that ensures that officers are held to a higher standard and will face greater punishment if they're doing the wrong thing. But I think throughout all these issues, the issues I'm having now is this whole cancel culture in the United States where there is no place for discussion. It's I'm right, you're wrong, shut up, you're blocked, you're deleted. I'm going to tell all your friends that you're stupid They'll gang up against you, and now you have to make an apology. And that's not cool. Especially if you don't know all the information available. Especially during this time where information comes at you from everywhere. With that, people definitely have biases as the information is presented. You know, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. Even the, you know, the people on YouTube who are telling you, I'm trying to be unbiased and blah, blah. They have a slant. They know who they're cheering for. Or they know how they want to formulate the story. With racial and gender equality, these are human right issues that that go beyond partisanship. Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, whatever the hell you want to get into. For each party at this point, they're leveraging the protest to get voters or to sway the opinions of the public. The government is the 1%. They really don't speak for the people at this point. I mean, you look at our congressperson, Tulsi Gabbard. She's, she lives in New Hampshire now. She left her job to go barnstorming. Is that fair? Is she representing the people of Hawaii at that point if she's out doing her own thing? The answer is no. There should be representation for these distressed communities, you know, especially if they're saying, like, we want fewer police. It's like, well, their voices need to be heard and recognized. You know, only then can things happen. But these things take time. And one of the issues I see at this point is people want you to change immediately. Sometimes these paradigm shifts are difficult to happen. I was looking at one of my friend's posts on Facebook, and I think somebody from another state was like, you know, while I appreciate your stance on, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, I looked on your Instagram and I looked on all your social media and if you don't post more about it on those sites, I'll have to unfollow you and tell people that you're 
a liar. It's like, what? And then the person apologized. Sorry that I didn't do that and I need to be more aware. It's like, come on. Some of this stuff is just acts of showmanship. Put the black box on Facebook and Instagram. That's cool. But does it really mean that you care about the situation? You know, I think for me, what got me was the fact that, you know, if you're, if you don't say anything, you're pro-racism. That really hit home. And, and the fact that, you know, like, you say that I don't see color. And then, you know, I've heard, you know, if you say that kind of thing, you are super racist because you don't take into account the differences and uniqueness of the minorities. I mean, sometimes these are directed toward white people, not necessarily like minorities like the Asians. But I was listening to David Chang and he's blasting Asians for not doing more either. I guess some of the conversations came out where, you know, like during during the L.A. riots, black people were attacking Korean stores, restaurants, and there is underlying hostility because that really affects some of their livelihoods. They affected people. Some people died from it. You know, it's just all these things. It's hard to undo the hurt that they may feel. You know, like in Hawaii, we had we had a a protest. It was a very peaceful protest. It happened over three days, if I'm not mistaken. That was super awesome. Like in Hawaii, it's more of a lighter skin privilege, more than specific ethnicities. You're talking about Caucasians, the Japanese, Chinese, Korean. You could consider those three or four ethnicities like the model minorities that you hear people talk about in the United States. The issue now becomes the people that are most affected are the Polynesians, they're darker skinned Filipinos who are darker skinned a lot of times they're the ones that are they're pointed out as the quote-unquote impoverished in the state of Hawaii I've asked a few people who are black if they feel like they're you know if they've felt racism here and the answer is generally no the majority of African Americans that are in Hawaii tend to be in the military so they're working people like us. We all have to earn our living and survive here. So that's why I don't think we see them any differently as compared to the other minorities that if they're in the homestead or whatever, you know, like they're, those are the ones that are pointed out. But what I think makes Hawaii interesting is the fact that we won't hesitate to blast the Caucasian people here as well. And I don't know if you've seen stuff on the internet or YouTube where some of these white people think that they're going to get treated better or they're almost taken aback that the minorities here are so willing to snap back at them. You know, like I've talked to people from the military and some people, you know, they love it here because they appreciate learning different cultures, meeting new people. But the people that don't like it here usually don't like it anywhere, but they hate it even more because they aren't treated better. They're treated as anybody else. And in some respects, in Hawaii, if you work hard and you keep your head down and you don't make too many big waves, we appreciate you. It's the people that, you know, stick out a little too too hard or they try to puff themselves up to make them look much bigger than they really are or the people that talk real big and mistake the spirit of aloha and kindness for weakness those are the people we really don't like 
and don't want to stay in Hawaii for long periods of time. So it, for us, it's more, I don't feel it's as much race-based as it, as it is more like work ethic, humbleness, and, and what you can do to better Hawaii. By no means am I saying that Hawaii is a perfect utopian society. Yes, we still have preconceived notions, and we do make some off-colored, semi-racist jokes, but the people we joke about to our friends, I think we do it in jest, and we do it because they're our friends. And like with everything, we do have to get better. We do have to become more understanding of people and cultures and situations. But I think with everything, it's just one step at a time. If you can change the minds just a little bit on a few people, I think that's very important. You can't completely change somebody's thinking immediately. They have to have conversations with their family, with their friends. And then, you know, if if somebody is racist toward somebody who is black, maybe they have to go talk to someone who is black and get to know that person. Because a lot of times it's... They don't understand. They see the stereotypes that are on TV that are presented to them on the in movies and television and what. I mean, so, you know, they're not those people. But I don't think people should get mad at other people for not changing their minds or I even saw this other Instagram personality, you know, some 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 black guy goes, "Oh, where are your black friends?" And the response coming from her who was Asian is like wouldn't that be tokenism if I show my pictures of my black friends only? And what happens if I'm not even close to them? I mean, that's that's just fake. That's disingenuous. I'd rather, you know, if you have friendships and relationships with people of color, you're not doing it to meet a quota like, oh, I need a black friend or whatever. That's very narrow-minded, too. This is definitely a very touchy subject. Hopefully can be addressed through education when they're talking about defunding the police at first, I was very apprehensive about that. I don't know if that's the right term. Abolishing is definitely the wrong term. You're not getting rid of the police. They're the people you call that you need to be safe. To reallocate funds, that makes more sense to me. Empowering communities, yes, I, I agree. See, but my, my other thing is, too, like if you're going to make people do certain things, they're, gonna, they're not going to like the person even more, right? How do you reconcile that? You know, how do you change the mind of somebody that doesn't, that their mind doesn't want to be changed? I don't know. That's for somebody much higher than my, my pay grade. Like for me, I'm, you know, I just want these unnecessary killings to happen. I've seen the footage on some of, you know, like George Floyd's murder, the other guy in Minnesota who just got shot for no good reason. But at the same time, there, there are individuals that just want to incite the police as well. You know, I've seen other videos where, you know, they'll show, like, a cop slamming a guy to the ground. Like, why'd you do that for? It's like, yeah, because you were driving 110 miles an hour and you weren't giving up your ID and you weren't doing this and you weren't doing that. You forgot to show that stuff, too. It's all the slant and perspective of the people, you know. They can edit it in a way that can make you sympathetic or make you dislike a certain situation. You know, each person in this world has to look in their heart to try to make a difference. If they can, they should do it. If they can't, you're in the United States too. Hopefully that they don't become police officers and take out their aggressions on people, minorities, but they have the right to not agree as well. 
I'm not agreeing with that perspective, but they are in the United States. They have that right. You know, take everything I said with a grain of salt. Like, like I was saying, a lot of these emotions and feelings have been very jumbled up inside of me, so maybe I didn't say it as eloquently as I usually would. I just wanted to get it out there, you know, to people that the protests should happen. They need to be heard. If it wasn't through the basic kneeling of Colin Kaepernick, it needed to be heard at some point. If it's people stealing, looting, robbing people, the government trying to get your vote, that's what I don't like, I think. You're making it about yourself at that point. You're not making it about the civil rights issue, which is really a human rights issue. I mean, if you do want to talk to me, please feel free. Massage at gmail.com. I think because of this, I don't need to talk about it anymore to clients. I, I remember like recently, like me and my one of my clients is like, we should stop talking about it because it's getting us a little too heated. So I think for me, this is very cathartic. Part of me really didn't want to do a podcast about this because I knew it was such a hot button topic, but I think I really needed to say something. It burdened me a little bit. Most times I'm never about race. I just joke with people that I just don't like stupid people. Personally, racism is stupid. You know, sexism is stupid. Success should be based on merit, not who you know. And people should be treated fairly and equally. I think the people that come to my office or listen to this podcast are much more open-minded. Thank you for your guys' time listening to the podcast. And I'll talk to you guys later.